my name's Mason, and this is Mace on The Bad Batch. This is episode four, titled Cornered, and this is the shortest episode of the season so far, and a little bit more of a straightforward, kind of action-heavy episode, a little bit lighter on kind of the world-building, and a little bit more of just kind of a focused chapter in the journey of The Bad Batch with Omega, and I'm here to give my thoughts on it. And I just want to let you know I will do some non-spoiler thoughts up top, then I'll give a warning, and then I'll get into some more details of the episode. But as I mentioned, you know, this is a bit more of a straightforward episode than the past few have been. You know, the first episode was like a supersized, this is Order 66, this is everything that's happened so far and how the Bad Batch have factored into everything that's happening with the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire. So that was a huge, huge kind of world-building, table-setting kind of episode. And then, you know, the second and third episodes were kind of the the establishing the dynamic between Omega and the Bad Batch and setting them up on their journey of how they're going to interact, you know, Omega deciding to stay with them and Hunter taking on kind of that father figure role with them being her her chosen family. And we saw that she decided to stay with them, you know, in the second episode. And then the third episode, we saw how she can contribute as a member of the group and what some of her abilities might be. And talking more about, you know, the the implant chips and things like that. So this episode was, you know, uh, it's definitely a progression of their journey, but it is kind of like a pit stop after we've had a lot of big kind of weighty episodes. This was a bit more of like a pit stop on their greater journey, literally, because at the beginning of the episode, they are bringing their ship in. They have to do some modification so that their ship cannot be traced, uh, changing the number, the identification number of their ship. They also need fuel, they need supplies, they need rations. Um, so they're stopping on a planet nearby uh, to get what they need so that they can continue on their journey. And then in the middle of this pit stop, as they're going out to get supplies, uh, we get the arrival of Fennec Shand, who has been dispatched uh, to retrieve uh, some of them uh, by persons unknown, but Fennec is on their trail. So in this episode, I loved the uh, the presence of Fennec Shand. I love the design of her character. Uh, you know, when you look at her, she's so, they did such a great job with the animation uh, that she does really look just like Ming-Na Wen, who does the voice and then plays that same character in live action in The Mandalorian. Uh, I, just, I thought that, yeah, her design was great. She's just such a cool-looking character, kind of following in that tradition of just really cool Star Wars characters, whether they're bounty hunters uh, or villains or creatures, aliens or droids. Star Wars always does a great, great job with their character design. Uh, so, yeah, just love seeing her back in, kind of in her early years as a bounty hunter. And then, you know, we get more uh, between more interaction in this episode between uh, Tech and Wrecker. I love them being paired together as kind of like an odd couple. I thought that it's really fun to watch them with Tech as the mind um, and Wrecker being the muscle. I thought that was great. And then we actually get a little bit more from Echo in this episode as well. He serves a little bit more of a purpose 
in this episode than maybe he has in the past couple. They gave him a little bit more to do. So it was great to see him being of use within this overall group. Um, And then, you know, just this great kind of chase episode really reminded me, parts of it really reminded me of the beginning of Attack of the Clones, uh, where there was that kind of assassin that was sent uh, to uh, get rid of Padme. um, And then, you know, you've got Obi-Wan and Anakin chasing that, that assassin through Coruscant. And I thought that a lot of the action in this episode really reminded me with that chase as they're going they're on speeders and transports and just the way that this chase plays out in the episode uh, I thought that that was really cool and really reminded me of Attack of the Clones so uh, yeah just really great solid action episode overall and um, like I said not a big not a big um, you know there wasn't a big expansion of the world so much in this episode there wasn't as much of that as there has been in previous episodes uh, but what it was a great stepping stone on their journey, uh, establishing the fact that they are on the run, there is a threat, they do need to hide, um, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. One one last thing I'll mention is that you know in this episode we we do see that the same thing that happened on Seleucami with the Empire having people register their chain codes. Um, that's happening where they land as well. So we do, we do actually see the Empire continuing to expand at a rapid pace. Um, but I love just one comment in this episode where they're talking about the war is over. And, you know, Omega says, oh, you know, the war is over. Isn't that a good thing? Um, and then Hunter responds with, well, it depends what side you're on. Um, so, yeah, it definitely when a war is ending, you know, it's good for some. It's not so great for others. Um, and just you see the innocence of Omega and kind of the idealism and the optimism in her character and the innocence uh, that she has. So great addition, great, great character moments with her in this episode. So I think that's as much as I'll say um, before giving a spoiler warning. So now if you haven't seen the episode yet, uh, you can check it out now. And uh, then you can come back to this podcast. But from here on out, this is your spoiler warning. So speaking specifically uh, about different elements of this episode, you know, there's not there's not a lot. There's not a lot more that I'm going to say in this spoiler section that I didn't already say. But I will mention that we do see in this episode um, as, you know, as tech and Wrecker are working on the ship, but then Wrecker has to peel off and help find Omega. I thought that it was interesting, the confrontation that Wrecker and Fennec Shand had, um, because, you know, as he's charging after her to get Omega back, um, we see that Fennec kind of uses his weight and momentum against him and takes him out pretty easily, which I was kind of surprised by. It was surprising to see someone who generally sweeps through enemies just taken out in one swift movement. And we see Wrecker hit his head again. And I'm getting I'm getting very concerned with the amount of damage Wrecker's head is taking. Um, I wonder if, you know, with him hitting his head again, I wonder if we're going to see kind of the repercussions of multiple head injuries uh, in this episode and the episode before it. Uh, I wonder if we're going to see that having to do with the inhibitor chip um, in in the episodes to come soon. Um, you know, in this episode, we also uh, it was an isolated episode, so we didn't get 
anything with Crosshair in this episode. We didn't get anything on Camino, which I kind of missed. I missed, you know, some of the stuff on Camino is some of my favorite stuff. And in this episode, we don't actually know who has sent Fennec Shand. And I, I like that they've kind of hidden that from us, given us a little tease that someone has sent her, but we don't know who it was yet. So I thought that that was really well played. Of course, I would have liked to find out at the end of the episode who sent her, but I think it's great to kind of drag out that mystery a little bit because it could be that the Empire has sent her in the same way that like Darth Vader dispatched bounty hunters before. So it could have been someone like a Tarkin um, or I think his name's Rampart, uh, the new Admiral on Kamino. Could have been him, but it could also have been the Kaminoans. Um, so we don't know. We don't know who sent her. That's the mystery. But it does seem that we have confirmed that Omega is the clone that they want to bring back for the purpose of their experiment. That was kind of the question last week was, you know, who is the experiment? Who is the clone that they're trying to bring in? Is it going to be Rex? Is it going to be just any member of the Bad Batch? But you'd have to think, and this is something that I don't think I realized last week, but if they just needed a member of the Bad Batch, Crosshair is sitting in their facility. So obviously you wouldn't send a bounty hunter or someone to try and get back a member of a group when you already have one of those members that you can use. So it had to be uh, had to be Omega, really, unless it was Rex, but why would they need Rex? So I think that Omega is that clone that could be genetically superior to the others, could be what they were working on. So she's the one that they would want to have back. Um, so I think it's pretty likely that the Kaminoans were the ones that sent Fennec Shand to retrieve her specifically so that they can continue their experiments to try and build clones that are worth the Empire keeping around that can be superior to uh, stormtroopers or troops that are brought in by consignment uh, or recruitment. So um, yeah, I think that that's, that's the direction we're headed there. And then, you know, by the end of the episode, Hunter comes to the realization that Fennec Shand probably was a bounty hunter so they know that someone is being sent uh, to retrieve a member of their group. Most likely, uh, they, I don't know if they know. Yeah, they do point out that Omega appears to have been the target of the bounty hunter. So they're aware that they need to protect Omega uh, from whoever's trying to get her. Um, so I think it's great. You know, this is where I think we do have a bit of contrast with the Mandalorian. You know, in the Mandalorian, the Mando's mission was to find Grogu's people, right? To uh, bring Grogu to people who could look after him. His ultimate mission was to get Grogu to the Jedi by the end of season two, which mission accomplished, spoilers. Um, but with Omega, their mission is to kind of protect her. Omega doesn't have people, like they are Omega's people. So it is kind of a flip of what they did in The Mandalorian. So I can definitely appreciate that and that it isn't like a beat-for-beat beat retelling, even though we do have kind of like that standard pit stop uh, where they need to get supplies and things go wrong. Um, so there are some similarities. I, it was kind of funny. When the ship was coming into this planet, it totally reminded me of when they are landing on Tatooine and you've got that lady played by Amy Sedaris who comes out with her pit droids 
totally reminded me of that uh, when they were coming down. I was expecting, I was half expecting to see her, but she's on a different planet. So, you know, they do get this shady guy who's in contact. You know, the bulletin's been put out. They're looking for a specific ship. Um, so he is the one who rats them out to Fennec Shand. Um, but yeah, you know, pretty, pretty standard action episode. I thought the action was done really well. Like I said, I love the chase scene. Totally reminds me of, of, you know, Attack of the Clones, that episode. Um, and the last thing I'll mention specifically that I really enjoyed is that as, um, as Tech and Wrecker are working on the ship, I love that Tech tries to explain something about what he needs Wrecker to do. And Wrecker's like, tell me what I need to rip out. Like, I thought that that was a really great, just the noise, the frustrated noise that Wrecker made. Uh, and just like, just don't give me jargon. Just tell me what I need to rip out. Tell me what I need to use my muscles for. So I thought that was great. And I did really enjoy all of the stuff between Hunter and Echo. I like that as, you know, they're trying to sell this explosive device, which turns out comes in handy later in the episode. So it's good that he couldn't sell it. But as you, everything works out very well, actually, as you sell um, Echo as a droid uh, to this guy, uh, this unwitting shop owner. Um, you know, you you get him. I love the comment where you know the guy offers two thousand, and Echo's like, "Okay, well, if I'm doing this, I'm obviously worth more than two thousand credits." So yeah, I love the bartering for Echo, and you know, you got me at a you got me at a bargain. I thought that that was all really great. I like to see some of this the sassiness of Echo in this episode, a bit more of his character coming out. I thought it was great. We got to see more from him um, and him, you know, free, releasing the droids, you know, taking off their restrainer bolts so that they can come help repair the ship. I thought that that was, that was great too. So I love that little side mission uh, with Echo uh, and, and him being of service in this episode. And I think the last thing that I thought was interesting in this episode is that, you know, we see kind of, we see, we see the innocence of Omega, how she kind of wanders off and she's still very bright eyed about the world around her. She doesn't understand the danger all the time. She's quick to trust people that she doesn't know. But in this episode, you know, we see that, you know, Hunter has essentially stolen credits from this guy because he tricks him into buying Echo, who he's going to take back later. So essentially like cheats this guy out of some money. And you know, we see Omega's moral lesson with Fennec Shand where, you know, Omega's hungry and she wants fruit, but she doesn't have any credits. So Fennec kind of bumps into this basket and takes fruit and, you know, is kind of saying like, isn't stealing bad? Well, you know, it depends on why you're stealing. And, you know, it's interesting um, to see like in both situations, Omega's role models are not necessarily you know, 100% upfront, honest people, like they're doing what they need to do to get by. And so it's it's a very interesting moral upbringing that Omega's receiving uh, from, in this episode, Fennec, and then from the Bad Batch as well. But, you know, I like, you know, even though Fennec Shand in this episode is trying to kidnap Omega, she's just such a cool and likable character I just really enjoy seeing her and I hope that we'll see more of her throughout this season. Uh, it was so great to have her back and obviously she's going to be she's going to be one of the antagonists I think for this season along with Crosshair um, trying to track down the Bad Batch and 
you know, I think Crosshair will have other missions with the Empire when it comes to training soldiers and things like that. So we'll see where his journey goes. Um, but I think we'll see Fennec again as she's chasing down the Bad Batch. And I'm excited about that. I like her character. I think she's super cool. You know, we don't know if she's met Boba Fett yet. You know, it seems like Boba Fett saves her in The Mandalorian. But we don't know if he saves her uh, because... He, because she's done something to help him in the past or if they're meeting for the first time in The Mandalorian. So we'll see. Obviously, they kind of stay linked up in season two of The Mandalorian. Fennec and Boba are connected. But I wonder if we'll meet Boba at some point in The Bad Batch. I wonder if we'll come across him again. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Interesting to see where the rest of the season unfolds. But I like it. I like that they're on the run. They did have a destination they were planning to go to that was too far. They needed to refuel before they could get there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they're going, why they're going there specifically, if they're going to meet up with Rex, when they're going to cross paths with him. So there's a lot, you know, this is kind of wide open right now. I don't know where the rest of the season's going to go, uh, but I'm excited about the journey. I like this episode, even though it was simpler, uh, there wasn't as much to it. Um, I enjoyed the action uh, and enjoyed kind of the setup for the rest of at least the next few episodes where things are headed. So it'll be cool. Uh, liked it. Liked the series. You know, um, positive on it still overall. And I think that, you know, there wasn't anything in this episode that was like, oh, this is copying The Mandalorian again. I thought that it's beginning to establish itself as its own thing. So I think that's great. Um, so those are my thoughts. Uh, would love to hear what you guys thought of the episode after you've seen it. Uh, what were the things that stood out to you? Is there anything I missed? Uh, did you like the episode, not like the episode? Are you still on board with The Bad Batch? Is it hooking you? Is it not? Any of those thoughts, you can let me know. Uh, you can leave a comment on Instagram or you can shoot me a message on Twitter. On both platforms, I'm at MaceOnMovies. You can also check out the rest of the podcast feed. If you like what you're hearing... If you like the other stuff that I'm doing, please make sure to subscribe, to leave a rating, leave a comment, share it with people. Uh, it helps the podcast get noticed and reach more and more people. Uh, and all that, you know, whatever you can do uh, would be great. Um, but I just love doing this podcast. I love building community. So uh, yeah, the, the things coming up immediately. I did watch Army of the Dead this weekend, so I will have a review up for that uh, in the next day or so as of this recording. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, continuing to do my journey through Ghibli series and my journey through the DC animated movie universe. So you can check all that out. But thanks so much for listening today. I hope that you have a great day and you stay safe and take care and wear a mask if you have to, get vaccinated if you can, and remember to always be kind to one another. Thanks, everybody.